Well Within Reach is brought to you by Riverside MyChart, your simple, secure, and confidential online health connection. With just a click, Riverside MyChart lets you stay well connected to the same information your doctor sees. You can request prescription refills, pay your bills, schedule your next appointment, and more. Manage your care from your laptop, tablet, or phone. Whether for yourself, your kids, or the grandparents, MyChart makes your busy life just a little easier. Learn more and enroll today at RiversideMyChart.org. Just another way to stay well connected from Riverside Healthcare. Riverside Healthcare puts the health and wellness information you need well within reach. Thank you for tuning in to the Well Within Reach podcast. I'm your host, Katie Salai. Back for part two of our series in pediatrics is our board-certified pediatrician, Dr. Margarita Mankis. Thank you for coming back and joining us, Dr. Mankis. It's no problem. Thanks so much for inviting me. So today we're going to kind of continue on um, with our series, and we're going to talk about um, immunizations and this importance of childhood vaccines, which I know is a really big topic um, going on. So let's start with uh, what is an immunization? Um, well, an immunization um, is a general term for it, a product that stimulates a person's immune system to produce immunity to a specific disease. So that causes protection of the person from that disease. So the majority of vaccines, of course, are usually administered through needle injections, but they can also be administered by the mouth or some of them can be sprayed into the nose. Okay. So and why is this so important to get um, these immunizations rather than just build up your immunization or build up your immune system by not getting those? I think that's a great question. And I think that's a question that I get um, that I get a lot of. Um, so um, it, um, what I generally say is that if, if an unvaccinated child gets exposed to a disease germ, then the child's body may not be strong enough to fight off the disease. So you know, before vaccines, there were many children who died from diseases that vaccines now prevent, such as whooping cough, measles, and polio. Those same germs, they still exist, but because babies are protected by vaccines, we don't see them nearly as often. Um, one that I get this, you know, one that I, um, I get this question a lot about, particularly with the chickenpox vaccine, because, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of people ask, well, um, you know, why do we need the chickenpox vaccine? It's such a, you know, it's such a mild disease, and for years before the chickenpox vaccine, um, was was available, there were lots of kids who had it, and it usually causes only very mild symptoms. So, um, you know, what I generally say to those parents is that, of course, in many cases, children experience a very mild case of chickenpox, but um, there are, you know, cases that can that can be complicated, and there, were, there are cases of children who can get chickenpox and get a lot of complications from it. So some children get blisters that can become infected, other can develop pneumonia. So there's no way to really tell in advance how severe your child's symptoms will be. So before the vaccine was available, actually about 50 children died every year from chickenpox, and about one in 500 children who got chickenpox was hospitalized. Oh, wow. So um, even though you know it's a it's a it's a much um, you know the reason why we recommend universally vaccinating kids for chickenpox is because the side effects of the vaccine, um, which can you know, generally a little bit of arm soreness. Um, you know, a little bit of tenderness at the site of the vaccine is usually much, much, much lower than the risk of the complications that could possibly happen from getting the disease. So, you know, rather than getting a pneumonia, the vaccine might just cause like a sore arm for a couple of days. So the risks are much greater than um, the the risks of the um, disease itself are much higher than the risks of the vaccine. Mm, definitely. Um, and then, so is there a set 
timeline schedule for these immunizations? I know there's a lot of them. I have three little boys and um, it feels like we're getting immunizations all the time. But is there a set schedule you guys follow? There is, yeah, and and I, you know, I love to. I usually like to. I think that um, I like to tell parents so they know what to expect ahead of time. I think that's important. Is that as a parent, I think it's important to know have you know have information available so that you know what to expect. The worst, of course, is when you go to the doctor and you're not expecting to get shots, and especially for the kid, that's a little bit scary when they don't know if they're going to get shots or not. So. I usually like to provide that to all my parents, and um, there's a great um, vaccine schedule that's easy to read that's available on the CDC website, so that's at um, www.cdc.gov slash vaccines. Okay. Well, it's a great thing to have on hand. I know my, my oldest is scared of getting vaccines, even though it's a telling him why we get them and why they're important. Right. And so, <laughs> right. you know, it's always a fight, but it's, it's okay. ahead of time. <laughs> You're right. It's good to know ahead yeah. of time. I think that's one thing that I tell parents is that, you know, um, having your kids know ahead of time when they go, when they, so they know what to expect. I think that helps to kind of ease some of their anxiety and help them to, you know, um, when they're, and then of course, when there's appointments that they don't get vaccines, it helps for them to know that too. So. Oh, definitely. So is there a rhyme or reason for the spe- specific vaccine schedule? Because I know they fall into schedules, but like, is there a reason for why you do boosters of uh, certain ones and not of others? And Absolutely. Absolutely. That's also a great question, a question that I get a lot. But, um, you know, the um, the reason that we have the, the vaccine schedule the way they do, and, and a lot of a lot of parents have concerns like, you know, why are my kids getting vaccines so young? And and there's one, you know, the initial vaccine, the hepatitis B vaccine, we actually recommend in the hospital even before they go home from the hospital. And so parents, you know, ask me, you know, is it is it necessary? Why would they want to give, you know, vaccines so early? Is it better maybe to wait until they're a little bit older? But um, the general, you know, um, theme of the vaccine schedule that we have is that this recommended schedule protects infants and children by providing immunity early in life before they come into contact with those life-threatening diseases. So um, children receive immunization so early because they're susceptible to diseases at a young age, and the consequences of these diseases can be very serious, even life-threatening for infants and young children. So um, there are vaccines that, of course, we recommend boosters for, and um, there's, you know, there's a few that um, they get multiple doses of, this, doses of the same vaccine. So, you know, I tell parents getting every recommended dose of each vaccine provides your child with the best protection possible. And so depending on the vaccine, your child may need more than one dose to build up high enough immunity to prevent disease or to boost immunity that saves over time. Okay. Well, and I know there... I'm sorry. No, no, that's all. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I apologize. Um, So, and I know there's also a, I mean, if you're vaccinating, it's safe for your child to get vaccinated, but you're protecting those kids and people that are unable to get vaccinated. I'm, do you hear that Absolutely. in your practice as well? Absolutely. I think that's a great point that you bring up, Katie, too, is that, um, you know, immunizing individual children also helps to protect the health of our community, especially, especially like you mentioned, those people who can't be immunized, children who are too young to be vaccinated, or those who can't receive certain vaccines for medical reasons. And the proportion of people... Um, and there's a small proportion also of people who don't respond to a particular vaccine. So that's also important, you know, to, in terms of the health of the community at large. Okay. So kind of on this schedule piece that we were talking about, is there a re- recommended or required wait time between um, some of those vaccines that we get? Yes, there is. There are some, um, and of course, you know, that's again, all available um, 
through the CDC website and also provided by your pediatrician. But um, there are certain vaccines that, um, you know, that you need to before there's a certain minimum required amount of time between booster um, booster shots. So, um, you know, it, it kind of depends on each individual vaccine, but that's something that you can talk about with your pediatrician and also refer to the CDC, um, you know, schedule to get more information about any of that. Okay. It's, um, what happens if my child gets behind in their scheduled vaccines? They may have been sick, unable to get it, or um, may have been traveling at the time they needed it. Is, is there a way that you can make them up? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's something I always tell my, I pay, I tell my patients that all the time. It's, it's never too late to vaccinate your children. So um, at any point, I think, you know, parents sometimes feel frustrated or maybe, you know, they feel overwhelmed and they feel like, you know, it's been so long. Is it too late to do things? And what I always say is that um, it's never too late to get, you know, to to start vaccinating or to catch up with vaccines. So um, definitely talk to your doctor about um, about getting your their vaccines caught up. Mm, definitely. Um, so... I know you've mentioned the CDC a few different times. Are there any other trusted sources that you you tend to send parents to if they're on the fence about vaccinating? Um, well, the CDC is definitely my favorite because I think it's it, they do a really nice job. They give a lot of extensive, um, you know, helpful information for parents, and they you know they refer to certain to you know medical the literature. They refer to a lot of good scientific sources. So I think that's my favorite source for vaccines. But another great one that I like to refer parents to is. Um, a website it has actually a lot of information not even just for vaccines it's got information for um for lots of other common questions that parents have in general um, it's called www.healthychildren.org and it's um a website de- designed by the american academy of pediatrics and it's got lots of great useful information about all sorts of topics well that's a great uh, great resource to have on hand um, especially when you know, with Google out there, people Googling different things, you can find just about anything you want there. But a trusted source like that is um, definitely one to bookmark. Um, so is there is there anything else um, that you wanted people to know about these immunizations? Um, if they're on the fence about something or could they call to talk to somebody about it? Sure. Um, I think in general, I say, um, you know, don't be afraid to continue having the conversation. Don't be afraid to ask questions. And, um, you know, I, I with in general with vaccines with my with my patients, I like to have it an ongoing conversation. And and the important thing for me is, um, again, the you know, the long term relationship with my patients. And um, so I I generally like to say, you know, if um I want you guys to get, I want everybody to have all the information about all the different vaccines. Um, not all vaccines are necessarily the same. So I tell parents, you know, some, um, there's some, um, you know, if, if, if parents who prefer to get some vaccines but not others, I think, you know, I, you know, we can work with that. I think that, um, you know, I, I generally recommend all the routine vaccinations, but, um, I think it's important to keep the conversation ongoing. And if at any point, like I say, it's never too late to, to vaccinate. So if you if you feel later on, you know what, I feel comfortable and I'd like to start vaccinating now, or you know maybe I just want to wait till later on. And 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 I think that um, it's just never too late. So I like to have that as an ongoing conversation with all my patients. Well, thank you so much for um, all the information. Um, if you are um, needing some. Uh, some additional information, Dr. Mankis did provide a website, either the cdc.org or .gov, I apologize, um, or healthychildren.org um, for some uh, backed up medical inf- information on these uh, vaccines. Um, so thank you again for uh, joining with us today, Dr. Mankis.
And thank you for tuning in to Well Within Reach podcast with pediatrician Dr. Margarita Mankiss and your host, Katie Salai. If you missed part one, how to find a pediatrician, be sure to visit riversidehealthcare.org.